infinity and beyond. Uh, is this thing on? From here to infinity war and beyond. Hello and welcome to episode four of From Here to Infinity War and Beyond. Um, I am currently on a footpath to a Roman road. Uh, not entirely sure where I'm going. Different route to normal. Thought I'd mix it up for the benefit of the podcast. Could get lost. Probably will. Um, the just to add to your whole visual experience of this mind-bending podcast. It's a very pleasant day. Uh, there's no wind. You probably hear the distant rumblings of the A30, I think, road to London. I will be getting away from that if that's annoying. I'm just going to, right now I'm taking a little path. I really don't know where this is going. Both uh, figuratively and literally in terms of where I'm walking and this, what's going to happen on this podcast. But that's the beauty of, hopefully, this podcast. Um, so yeah, last time I spoke to you, it was reviewing Thor Ragnarok, which came out in America yesterday or today? Today. Um, so yeah, there's a bit more, a little tiny little bit more Marvel news um, because it's come out everywhere now. Um, still, I still find it crazy that it's released uh, um, days and days after it is in the UK, in America, but <gasps> pheasant. Right, here we go. <gasps> Whoa, two. Hope you heard that, the flapping of the pheasant. Where am I? Pheasant country. There's a pheasant. I'm going to walk up to it, see how close I can get. Hopefully you can hear when he flaps away. <laughs> it's a sentence you don't normally expect to say. Oh, he's running away from me. Well, now that we've just seen two pheasants, I'm inclined to continue down this road, but this is, I don't know if I'm in like Farmer Giles's, let's just see where it goes, it's the worst that can happen. Um, Anyway, what's it talking about? Oh yeah, raggers, yeah, so, oh it's been a little bit of controversy, some people I thought would like it don't like it, so it's still not entirely have to follow up and see what they think but I think it's might be the um, comedic nature of the movie it's proving there's another pheasant they, they just leg it <laughs> it looks so funny <laughs> um, yeah the comedic nature of the movie is proving divisive maybe but I thought it was good I enjoyed it thought it was hilarious um, and I'm excited for Black Panther and Infinite War, which comes next. Um, so I guess because this, oh, turning left onto another field. Oh, there's more foot parking, hell, there's pheasants everywhere. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll just see where this goes. Uh, yeah, so there's a little bit of, well, there's probably loads of 
Marvel news, but the the bits of Marvel news that caught my attention this week was that the Russos were talking a little bit about Infinity War um, and basically saying that it's it's going to be a heist movie involving Thanos stealing the Infinity Stones, which yeah, it's pretty obvious. We could have figured that out. Um, Best interesting, uh, obviously. Um, just to see their approach is, I, d- I don't know when they say heist movie, what they're, if it means it's going to be like Ant-Man or, like it's obviously going to involve him. Like, is it Zan, is it called Xandar where the, the, the Infinity Stone from Guardians is? I think it is. So they have to break it, he has to break in there somehow. Loki's got the Tesseract, so I imagine he's going to use that as some kind of bargaining chip. He's going to have to fight and probably kill Vision, but I don't think Vision's going to die. That probably all depends on Paul Bettany's contract. Um, but I, I, I don't know. He's probably not too enthralled with having to do the makeup every time, but it's easy money, so... I don't want the vision to die yet. I think he could go on. You know, so let's explore the Scarlet Witch relationship. Um, I'm sure Tony can find a way to, you know, reanimate him or whatever. I don't know. Um, the co- he's got to get the ether from the collector. So I think it's still with him. I don't know if it. What happened after the collector's lair blew up in Guardians? Unless it was a different one. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but hopefully that involves Jeff Goldblum as well, as he is the collector's brother. Um, where else? Where's Doctor Strange has one. The fuck. So creepy. I'm not even in the woods and there's weird sounds coming from the woods. I'm in pheasant land. Land of the pheasants. Um, well, this is was I talking about? Oh yeah, Doctor Strange has got a time stone, and I'm forgetting other stones. I'm sorry, but the that is leads me on to my next thing I wanted to talk about, which I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but quite possibly. So tune out if you don't want to hear it. But I've seen there's some um, uh, Infinity, so Avengers four set picks, and I've seen Avengers Infinity War set picks anyway. And it's quite clear from them that they do go back in time. Um, the so the Infinity War ones, it looked like it's like um, Tony Stark and Doctor Strange, and they're they're in, they're at the Battle of New York basically. And then this these new ones, I think again he's Tony is in like the Black Sabbath T-shirt he's in in um, in Avengers Avengers Assemble and Thor is there in the costume with long hair and two eyes, spoiler alert. Um, So obviously something significant happens going back in time with regards to um, the events of the the first Avengers movie. Wow, now I'm I'm completely lost. Uh, Anyway, let's go this way maybe. Um, yeah, so that's I, be interesting to see what what happens. Who 
I don't even really want to think about it too much. Just let, just see what happens in the movie. But uh, yeah, it's 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 cool. It's you know, time travel is an intriguing element to have in the MCU. We've only really seen that in um, Doctor Strange so far. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. But it's also probably a neat way of connecting all the events, or you know, so we can see different things that from different perspectives and tying in other characters, older characters. It's interesting to see, you know, if we see Doctor Strange at the Battle of New York, that's interesting because he wasn't there the first time. The thing they've got to avoid is the Lost thing, as in the TV show Lost, where in, I think it was about series three, they started to have new characters that you hadn't seen before in flashbacks for the like the aftermath of the plane crash and then you saw like what's his name Boone again and he had a long he had a different hair his hair was different stuff stupid stuff like that and Paolo and Nikki were in it and it just doesn't work so you've got to be careful about that but from these set picks it looks Downey Jr looks exactly the same and so does Chris Hemsworth so you got to think that on a you know biggest films in the world they they get the um, continuity right because nerds like me like that sort of thing and pay attention to it so potentially you have this this movie Infinity War that we're never going to have seen stuff like it <gasps> now I know where we are oh yeah I think and I'm going to go back on the way I normally go I think whoa fuck bloody hell Creek Fest 2017 out here. I know where we are. Wait. So that's the way I nearly go, normally go in the woods. I'm backtracking on myself. Um, and hoping I don't see another human being. Because it's freaky. <laughs> so yeah, so you have Infinity War, just the potential for crazy stuff. Let's hope. That's what we're going to see. Okay, next thing we're going to talk about is... Stranger Things season two. Um, so again, spoilers, blah blah blah. If you're not up with your popular culture, shouldn't be. Li- <laughs> Actually, please listen to this podcast. I need as many listeners as I can. Uh, you know this upstart podcast, blah blah blah. Anyway, but yeah, I'm gonna spoil season two of Strange Things. Although they tried to do that themselves. No, kidding. Um, so yeah. What do I think? Well, what do I think of Stranger Things? I loved season one of Stranger Things. Absolutely loved it. I uh, steer clear from it for a long time because everyone is one of those shows, everyone's saying, you've got to watch this, got to watch this. And nine times out of 10, that puts me off. So, but yeah. lasted for a few months and was like, I can't keep hearing this, have to watch it. And I also, because I didn't know if it was going to be scary or not, and I'm, not like, I don't mind scary, but I don't like, like out and out horror, I'm not a fan of at all. Um, he said as he walked through this creepy ass woods, this is why I don't like it. Um, so I, I wasn't sure, and then you watch Strange Things in the first five minutes, it's pretty scary, but I, I, loved, I loved it, I thought it was great. So yeah, completely thought season one's brilliant, loved the music. I so, there's a tree ahead, but it looks like something out of Stranger Things. I'm basically in the upside down right now. It's fucking crazy. 
why I do this like this? Anyway, yeah, it looks like the monolith from 2001's ahead of me. <sighs> I was, yesterday it was really, really foggy and I nearly came and did it like as it gets dark, but I figured it would be, I'd get lost and it would be like the Blair Witch Project. Shouldn't talk about stuff when I'm in the middle of it, it's creepy. Anyway, um, God. It's the type of walk where you have to look like around you all, at all times, just to check there's no one creeping up behind you. Uh, da, 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 perfectly normal. Anyway, so strange things. Yeah, I love the music, thought the acting was great, the characters were great, even though it's obviously very derivative of 80s stuff in particular and all Stephen King and I've had like even you know even the font and stuff was I think it's obviously from Stephen King but I like I really dug it I thought the central characters especially Winona Ryder and is it Hopper or Hooper I'm gonna say Hopper that guy the police guy it was great anyway what am I doing reviewing season one or two so yeah loved season one thought it was so it was great. Thought it was just the right amount of story for the amount of episodes. They didn't run it. There was no um, padding or anything like that. Uh, it was dramatic in the right places, funny in the right places, scary in the right places. Just a quality show. So look forward to season two, um, obviously. And they came out with the, that really, really strong Michael Jackson thriller trailer. Didn't really pay too much attention to it because it's the type of thing you don't want now, especially the older I get. I'm, I will watch the main trailers, but the more you watch the TV spots and everything, you actually genuinely ruin these moments in the film. There's a, one I'll talk about with start with Last Jedi. So even though I'm saying I try not to avoid this stuff, sometimes you can't help but watch it. But So what I'm saying about the trailer is yeah, try, I just thought, well, I'm not going to pay too much attention. I'll watch it, but story points and everything, I'll let those, uh, I'll discover those when I watch the show. So, season two starts with this, we're clearly in the same, same time zone, but it's a different place. I can't remember if it's Chicago or something like that. And anyway, you basically, we see that there's another girl with telekinetic powers, and it's, it's eight, not 11. And she's with this group of, you know, 80s misfits. And they've either, they've robbed the house or something. Very different. It, you know, talking about Lost again, it reminded me of Lost. And I, I, I worry they're going to uh, um, <laughs> all these different properties now are going to make the mistakes that Lost made. Um, but so it's, that's what it's totally different. And you think, okay, that's different enough I'm sure we'll come back to and you don't come back to for seven episodes and that's that's just a bit yeah it's the type of thing you it's we didn't I don't know why you needed to start with that if you're not going to come back for it for you di it didn't need that it could have had that as the start of episode seven and it would have worked equally as well in fact it would probably make more sense what the f I hope you heard that otherwise it's anyway Oh, it's so creepy. It's all dark now as well. Um, picking up the pace. Because there could be a monster in the woods. There could be a monster in the woods, ladies and gentlemen. I could be being chased by a monster. Um, 
Oh my god. Hi. Okay. It wasn't a monster, but it was a bloke on a bike. And that was pretty scary. <laughs> Just out of the clear blue sky. Boom. It's terrifying. Terrifying. Luckily, he didn't seem to notice that I'm wired up to the nines with this mic. And anyway, what was I saying? Before I was so rudely interrupted. Uh, there's me thinking it's going to be a demo dog. <laughs> Shouldn't talk about the scary shit when I'm walking by myself in the woods. Um, anyway, so season two shows things, blah blah blah. What was I talking about? Um, see, these are the entertaining bits of the podcast where you're listening to it. You're listening to someone who can't remember what they were talking about and has to re-find it train of thought at the same time trying to avoid the monsters that are in the woods. Um, yeah, so overall, oh, okay, no, yeah. So, your, your two strongest characters, apart from also Winona Ryder, but were Eleven and Hopper. And you, <laughs> the, the mistake I think Stranger Things 2 does in the first few episodes is basically Hopper is in Oh fuck, I've got to just Google if it's Hopper or Hooper, otherwise. Just talk amongst yourselves. La 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 la. La la. Hopper. Hopper. String. I'll cut this bit. Yeah, Hopper. I was right. Um, okay, so you you essentially have your one of your best characters imprisoning one of your other best characters. It's, again, not to hark back to Lost, but you know that's it's that's reminiscent of Lost season three, where they have the characters literally locked up in a cage. Um, I I just don't I've. I don't know whether that was the best, the best use of those two characters, because um, you don't want to see those two argue. But we understand that Hopper has—he obviously has issues because he lost his daughter. And Eleven becomes a surrogate child for him, but to the point that he's not letting her go out. But he—he's you know, obviously worried for her safety. But. And then that necessitates the introduction of Max because presumably they wanted to have a girl with the with the four boys, um, but I I didn't really the character of Max I thought and her brother I can't remember his name was a bit redundant other than just to give more problems or more things for them to overcome in the end like you they they were extraneous if that's a word. You could just take them out of the plot and it doesn't change the plot, um, I think. So, whereas um, Sean, oh, what the guy, what's the guy's name? Samwise Ganji, <laughs> the introduction of him, he is a character that is integral because he's the one who 
discovers where the, the map, he, he realizes that what Will has drawn is a map and where they need to go to save Hopper. And then also he obviously gets eaten by the Demodogs. Oh man, there's some, two people walking up miles of, Okay, I'm gonna climb a hill now. So this is to avoid people. This might be true. Oh, I can do a squirrel. <laughs> um, oh, it's well muddy as well. So anyway, yeah, so Max and a brother bit, um, you know, not, not sold on them, but Samwise was good. Although I thought he was going to be evil. And there's that episode where Will looks at him and says he doesn't know who he is. And you think, oh my God, he's creepy. I thought all the way through, I thought he was going to be bad until he heroically saves everyone else and dies. <laughs> so obviously I was completely wrong. Um, I thought it was, they obviously got a bigger budget and that they must have used a lot of it on the soundtrack cues because there seemed to be a lot more like 80s music. I don't remember that about season one, but that, yeah, it gives it the, um, it gives it the vibe, I guess, but it was really heavily used, which I wasn't overly enamored with, um, especially because I, I, part of Stranger Things is that soundtrack, the, um, the synthy, electro, very 80s sounding music. Um, so I'm going to be out of breath now. Maybe this isn't the best idea to climb a hill. Um, anyway, so yeah, I thought about other than that, well, no, and we haven't even discussed the episode seven, the 11 episode, which was terrible. Really. You're watching it just like, oh, this is, uh, you know what's going to happen. It's, it's so obvious what is going to happen that it's, yeah, it's almost painful. The whole, her flashbacks going over like two or three episodes as well. You've got to keep them in one. Um, yeah, I didn't really like that. I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to have to cut this bit out. I need to, breath, I need to catch my breath. I think that, that episode was a bit of a lost episode in two meanings of the word. And, you know, it's a bit of a waste and it's sort of a like an episode of Lost where something completely different happens and you're taken away from the main story and it feels a bit filler. It's You know exactly what's going to happen and that being that we've set up the character of Eight. Um, oh no, the main thing is that that guy, uh, Papa, is still alive which it wasn't overly clear i had to read that from an interview with the deaf brothers or someone where they said yeah he's alive um so it's i just yeah sort of worry about the future of stranger things if 
those are the areas it's going in because I think a big part of it is the town of Hawkins. Um, obviously the same thing can't keep happening to it but then that's up to the writers to come up with new things. I mean basically the same thing happened again this time um, and instead of it being in the school it's in the lab but the lab is now done and you have a because the, the main guy at the lab was, seems to be good as opposed to bad and he's still alive. Um, unless we, I guess we find out that there is another lab, a bigger lab in another part of America and this is happening in all different towns. Who knows, I don't write Stranger Things. But a, a big part of it, why it works for me is that whole, the setting, those characters in that setting. And I think that's why those bits didn't, with, the, with eight, didn't work. That's one of the reasons. Other than we don't know who these characters are, we don't care about the characters, we only care about the character of Eleven. We want her to be with the main group. Um, that's, yeah, I guess that's why, because Eleven was in prison, then they thought they needed the, a girl character, and that's why Max was there with the guys, but the, the dynamic didn't seem to work. Although, though they're, they're moving into, you know, those, they're, obviously the kids are all growing up, so storylines are gonna be different. It's addressing different things. Don't want to be too critical of it because it's still an incredibly enjoyable show. Um, it's just that we've by now we've all seen a huge amount of this serialized American TV drama that you can sort of instantly see things that aren't working for you as a viewer and they probably aren't going to work for a lot of people. Um, and like I, I know from reading online, see that the Duffers have got a lot of criticism about the 11 episode in particular, and they, I think Sean Levy, is he the producer? He said that they wanted to take a risk, and they did take a risk, and they don't want to be confined by those things. And all those things I was saying, that I like the reason that I like the show, they're saying they don't want to be confined by them. So that is a bit worrying. It, it, when, when the creators of something don't necessarily seem to be fully appreciative of exactly why, why what it is, why people like it but I guess that's part of of it of creativity and productivity you, who knows why the things I like about it might not be the same things you like about it he said as he almost fell down a hill and there's a man there that just saw that happen so highly embarrassing <laughs> this is what you get for critiquing stuff as you walk down a muddy hill in the woods anyway there's someone behind me someone in front of me so I probably have to talk a bit quieter um, oh, fun, fun, fun. Uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, other than that, I'd, I, I really enjoyed it. I was gripped, had to keep watching. I didn't binge it in one day because I'm not a psycho, but I think I'd have it finished by the weekend. Um, yeah, so that's either a person behind me or a monster. I'll be able to tell you I'm going to sit down on a bench and I'll, I'll give you a full report when they walk past. Um, yeah, so other than that, immensely enjoyable. It's not as good as season one, but that's probably what we all expected. Okay, gonna just check on my book of notes for things we're gonna talk about. Oh, yeah, so Justice League's out in two weeks, two weeks today. Cannot wait. Um, just wanted to touch briefly upon the marketing for this movie. I still maintain that I will. I, I cannot believe that we're going to get there. Oh my God, it was, it's like dog walkers centralized. There's fucking dogs everywhere. 
as if on cue, I hope that came up on the mic. Um, <laughs> there's a million pounds everywhere. No, it doesn't work. Um, this is so awkward. I've got a podcast from, from the dog walkers run. This does not look like a nut job. I might even have to hold my phone up to my face, or I'm just going to look like I'm talking to myself. Ugh, this isn't why I come here, it's trying to avoid people. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, marketing, I'm just going to do it. Fuck it. It's going to talk marketing for Justice League. Yeah, I could be talking on a podcast that's number one in the podcast charts. Obviously it's not. Um, I don't hate dogs, just dogs that aren't growing. Okay. I can't, I've discovered now, I cannot podcast in front of people, it's too weird. I can't pretend that I'm talking on the phone because I haven't got headphones, so that's another one. Ugh. Okay, so anyway, let's talk about Justice League. I'm just going to pretend like people aren't looking at me. Talk about Justice League, um, I can't podcast them walk past people. Okay, so I think what I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted by about 100 dogs uh, is that, oh yeah, I, I, I'm going to be amazed if we get to two weeks today, Justice League's out and they have not released any kind of video of footage of, well actually, take it back because Clark Kent is in one of in the last trailer so it's sort of they've I mean everyone knows that Superman's in this film but we haven't seen him but I'm I'm still amazed that they're they're gonna let it get to it and there's executive they must be shitting a brick about not having Superman in their adverts it must have it must be a big discussion at some level at Warner Brothers and I bet if, uh, when the movie's been out, maybe a week, TV spots have it be all over everything. Um, but it's still cool. It's cool that he's he hasn't been in it, I guess. And I hope there's we're gonna I hope the Green Lantern is in it or one of them, and there are gonna be surprises because that'll be really cool. Sort of hope this movie's gonna be what we were promised with Batman versus Superman, but didn't get. But who knows? But it's so intriguing so intriguing um but talking about tone there is a, a tv spot even though i said earlier i don't try to avoid tv spots but i read this thing on twitter that said weird tv spot for justice league so i had to watch it and like aquaman winks and then there's a ding sound and it's it's all very bizarre flash is getting carried away literally by a parademon um and it's like cracking some jokes and stuff and it just the whole tone of it is completely all over the place and it's as if to say Look, this film's zany and wacky and it's going to be great just like marvel um so yeah it's interesting but the oh well again who knows the tone is going to be you had Zack snyder having to film it one way then redoing bits of it when batman vs superman came out then stopping and Joss Whedon having to come on and redoing bits, rewriting bits. So tone-wise, it could potentially be all, all over the place. It's also um, said that it's going to be the shortest DCEU movie to date. It's just like it's two hours, 
um, which I think is probably a good thing. Uh, but the, the length of these movies doesn't bother me. If, if, if it's a good movie, you want it to go on for, you know, forever, but you don't mind, you don't care how long it is. Although saying that Blade Runner 2049 was definitely half an hour too long. Absolutely bursting for a wee I was at the, <laughs> at the end of that. Um, yeah, so Justice League. And then I guess we can now jump on to Star Wars. So two bits. And spoiler alert, I guess, if you want to go completely in there cold and not not knowing anything but there's two things I saw this week so there's the TV spot that came out yesterday the day before where you see Luke on the Millennium Falcon um, which is a really cool shot and again you just think why do we have to see that in a crappy crappy advert on Twitter it would have been cool, way cooler to see that in the cinema but regardless we know that he goes on the Falcon so presumably does leave Ark 2 um, and then Second bit of, I guess, spoilery, but it's, well, these aren't really spoilers. Because if you, you if you've got a brain in your head, you're pretty obvious that these things are going to happen. But the other thing, <laughs> if you have got a brain in your head, if you haven't, I don't know how you've managed to download and listen to this podcast. But good going, good going. Um, it's an international poster, and on it, Luke's holding the blue lightsaber. So presumably, the one that. Um, Ray gives him, which is Anakin's blue lightsaber. And I'm not really down that much with the colours and stuff. I think it's the one that he used to fight Darth Vader and Empire Strikes Back. But don't quote me. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Because then it was... it was. So it's the one that um, Obi-Wan gives him in A New Hope. He uses through that. And then he loses when he gets his hand chopped off in Empire Strikes Back. Which then somehow... Uh, arrives at Maz Kanata's castle and Ray then finds um, yeah good knowledge good knowledge um, yes yeah, so there's there's that but either way it just it does both of things just increase anticip- anticipation for The Last Jedi um, which I think is going to be amazing I was reading that apparently it takes some story risks and it it goes to areas you don't necessarily think it's going to go to. Let's hope that's not Luke becoming bad. But um, we'll see. What's better than a risky Star Wars movie? If it works. I'm sure Empire Strikes Back was a risky Star Wars movie when it first came out. And it's you know, one of the greatest films of all time. So Exciting stuff. Um, okay, what's next on the agenda? Boom, boom, boom. All right, one last thing to get to discuss. So this week I was watching um, Transformers: The Last Night. Why? I hear you ask. Why would you put yourself through it? Well, I did go and see it at the cinema, and it was—it's the first time I haven't seen a Transformers film at the cinema. When the first one came out, ten solid years ago, I loved it. I thought it was great. I maintain that. It, well, now it's hard to watch it, harder to watch it because you can't help but think about the dross that has come after it. But I think if you go back to it and take it in isolation, that first Transformers is still a great movie. And the first time you see a Transformer transforming on screen was epic. 
And this, obviously, the special effects still hold up in all those movies, and they're by far the best thing about those movies. But so I didn't see this latest one in the cinema, and so I got it on Blu-ray because I'm an idiot, and was just watching it, and it's so bad, and it is very reminiscent of the last one, but perhaps Age of Extinction. Is that what it's called? I think so. But perhaps worse. And it's very clear to me what needs to happen. Michael Bay needs to stop directing these films. I think if you spend 10 years where making five movies where you can clearly do whatever you want because they make so much money and you have so much say on the set that no one will question you, that if you're... Like his taste and his... They're just so... Someone's just odd. Just odd. It's like in that film, this film in particular, at least the last one, the first 20 minutes, they were of a whole, you know, it, you could you didn't think like you were watching different films necessarily. If, and we, he's introducing new characters like Mark Wahlberg and his daughter and stuff. But then it then it has that with the... the, the um, is his name T.J. Miller? I think so. The guy, the comedian guy from Silicon Valley and Deadpool, who then who's in it and he's sort of funny-ish, and then he just gets burnt alive and frozen, and it's really weird. It's a really odd moment, um, and then the movie probably goes downhill from there. Although arguably it went downhill after you see the Paramount logo at the beginning. Um, ooh, burn! But still, the first the first bit of Transformers: Age of Extinction is not as I hope that's the right name of the film. It's not as bad. It, you know, give it some credit when it's due. But this one, it's after 20 minutes, you, it's like you've seen parts of 20 different films. It's all over the place, but like tonally, but visually, that's almost inco- incoherent. It's, you know, sort of reminiscent of Suicide Squad in that it's just all over the place. And it's how people accept this as a, as a film, it's it, we shouldn't. It's because it's complete and utter, it's crap. It's not good enough. Paramount. If if that wasn't Michael Bay directing it, they'd be like, "This is horrendous. This is or we're not. You know, we we're, <laughs> we're not going to put this in front of people to pay money to watch because it doesn't make sense." And you you find yourself asking questions all the way through, like, "Why are they going here? What are they doing? What is this? Why are they chasing?" You you have you know you have the the guy. Oh, so bad. The guy from one and Josh Duhamel, that's his name. So he's in it, and I can't. I think he's in the first and the second. Maybe the third. Maybe he's not in the fourth. Yeah. So he's back, but then he's just he's sort of chasing Mark Wahlberg, but not. But they they never they never do create any kind of relationship between those two characters, which would be cool. Um. And it's just I just I want to talk about it in particular because. Stonehenge, uh, ultimately, like the God knows what the plot is, but basically there are these six horns on Earth, which Earth is actually, um, well, what's his name? Unicron. So he is actually a transformer. Even though you don't see that, but then it's hinted at in a post-credit thing. So basically, I think that the next one is going to be planets transform. It should be. They've, who the fuck knows what they're going to do? Um, but anyway, these horns and they're they're growing and they're moving the continents so that Earth is going to be. Is it? Oh, I don't know what it was called before the uh, 
I'm just exposing my ignorance here, but ultimately Stonehenge becomes the centre of the world and then that's where Cybertron is being beamed down to, I don't know, blend with the earth. God knows. But it was just bizarre because Stonehenge is like 15 minutes away from where I live. Um, and so we were, I was watching it with my brother and we were just like, oh my God, because basically our hometown gets just completely destroyed by um, Cybertron. Uh, and it was just, it was quite amusing to see that. But yeah, it was just, just odd to see where you live. <laughs> You're completely decimated by Transformers. But um, yeah, it's just. I suppose it's just. It's an interesting topic, and it it shows you everything that's wrong with. I think we spoke. I spoke about the um, movie universes and franchises. I touched upon it in a previous episode, but that this you compare to five films of even the DC or MCU or Star Wars or anything, even Fast and Furious. Five films in is where they. I guess actually no after five films they've found their drift and in many cases the fifth film you could say is one of the best um, but this, that's the complete opposite with Transformers they just got worse and worse and worse and worse I think they are going to redeem well, redeem it because yeah, hopefully Michael Bay never directs film again or definitely not a Transformers film but they're currently doing Bumblebee which is directed by the guy who did I want to say Kubo and the Two Strings, which I think is right, and it's got John Cena and Hailey Haley Sten- Steinfeld in Steinfield. Uh, I think that's going to end up being a good movie. It's I think it's going to be set in the nineties or the eighties, probably. I think it's the nineties, and I anticipate that will be a good film because they all sort of need a hit, not in a negative way, but John Cena needs to prove his career as a movie actor um, as does Haley, and it will the guy who directed Kubo he, he just it's it's, it's it's a good choice for that yeah, it's a beloved character even though they dick him over in all the films um, and I, I think it will be I think it will be a good film so that's probably how they get Transformers back on track, but um, yeah, I don't know. This is just this is a total ramble, rant and rave about it. But they're just they're just oh, so frustrating. And then we we see like there's a there's a dragon. There's no context for why there's a dragon. The uh, Grimlock. So the the Dinobot appears out of nowhere again. There are baby Dinobots. Just it's just to sell toys, and it's not even just to sell toys in a Star Wars way, where they'll be at least interest I- introduced to us, and there are story reasons for them being there. It's just like all of a sudden, new crazy Transformer with no context, but it looks cool. And it's, I, yeah, maybe if you're maybe if you're eleven, it's it's amazing. But I don't think. You know, we're in a we're in a place now where the the quality of content is a it, we need you know story and stuff like this absolutely matters. You can't just throw cool shit at us because it looks good. There has to be has to be a reason for it, and people will see through it. And it doesn't matter probably doesn't matter how old you are unless you're you know it's the first film you've ever seen. Though if this was the first film you've ever seen, you'll have a terrible life probably. 
Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I touched on it, just how bad this film was, but yeah, it's, just, it's the type of film you need a shower after because it's just so dirty and not in a good way. <laughs> and on that note, I definitely think it's time to wrap up this podcast. So I think we've all learned a lot today, mainly that I can't podcast in front of other people. Um, that sometimes you'll think there's a monster coming at you in the woods, but it turns out just to be a guy on a bike. Um, that there are way too many people walking their dogs in this nice woodland, <laughs> perfect area for walking dogs. Uh, I mean, walking dogs or podcasting? What's more important, really? Walking dogs, obviously. Um, I haven't had any unfortunate poo incidents, by which not getting shat on or treading in shit, but I guess there's still time. Uh, Yeah, so other than that, it's just time to wrap up everything. I'd like to say thanks to Pavo of Pancast. Oh, wow, I can hear. Oh, there's a man over there. Not podcasting, not podcasting. Everything's normal. Thanks to Pavo of Pancast um, for giving this podcast a shout out on his podcast, Foot the Mountain. Carry on listening to that um, over at all good podcast outlets. And any, in fact, any and all of the Pancast outputs, always quality. Neil and Pavo, always spot on with um, their views and opinions on uh, the world of. Uh, movies and popular culture um, pancast podcast for the masses get on it um, you can follow me in my main twitter which is at rob johnson music uh, the or get in touch with me uh, there or the twitter for this podcast which is at infinity war pod uh, or you can check out my the other podcast that i do the sister podcast uh, which is called worst appendix ever um, on itunes and you can follow me on Twitter from there at Worst Appendix. And I've, there's still only one episode on that. It's a harder one for me to do currently than this one because I am still in a state of recovery myself and getting better and recuperating from from a serious illness earlier this well, earlier th- three months ago, um, when essentially, I, well, I was told that I've. I hadn't called 999 on myself when I did, I would have died. Um, but I, I do plan to do a lot more stuff with the whole Worst Appendix stuff. Um, but it, it is a little more challenging than this. Uh, so that's why there's only one episode. But there will be many more in the future. Um, so keep your eyes out for that. So anyway, it just remains for me to say thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Another complete an utter random ramble about crap but hopefully there's something of interest in there for you um yeah have a good week catch you next time